Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Why won't the Democrats call out communism? Because they're communists. Is this, is this, is any of this hard to figure out? They are communists. At a minimum, communist sympathizers. That's why. What's going on right now in this country is a disgrace. It's an embarrassment to our flag. The fact that we don't have people who stand clearly in support of liberty and freedom and can't muster the courage to call out the global catastrophe, the abomination known as communism, is just disgusting. I've got that. I've also got what we're going to call today a freedom five-alarm fire. It was four alarms, maybe three alarms five years ago. It's a five-alarm fire now. Even their defenses are the things they're doing. The Biden administration, oh, we're going to be looking at texts. Even their defenses and their comebacks are pathetic. Busy show today. A lot going on. Hey, for peace of mind online, get a VPN. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I've got that. I've got a number of pieces of video today you need to see as well, including a former FBI official talking about how we should just start investigating members of Congress he politically disagrees uh, disagrees with. This is the new standard now. This is where we are. Troubling times, folks. Troubling times. Speaking of that, it's getting crazy out there. More of you are choosing to exercise your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms with an American-made We the People holster. What am I pointing to? Well, this is mine. This is my We the People holster right here for my Glock 43. These guys are more than just holsters. They're becoming a destination for patriotic Americans everywhere. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan and check out their complete line of patriotic shirts. They're 100% American-made tactical gun belt with the proprietary talon buckle. They even have their own line of bacon jerky. It's delicious. It's flying off the shelves. More importantly, We the People holsters. They're custom molded. You see that? To fit your specific firearm for a quick, smooth, and secure draw. With thousands of options to choose from, plus a selection of custom printed holsters like this one right here, you're sure to find just the right fit for your lifestyle. How do you get these great holsters and products? Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan right now. Don't wait. Get an additional $10 off with the offer code Dan. Every holster comes with a lifetime warranty. I have a lifetime guarantee. I've had this one for eons now. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a full refund. Go today. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. We thepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Check it out. All right, Joe, let's go. <laughs> Whoa. Very excited today. Ooh. Probably because he saw the topics in advance and uh, oh yeah, pissed off today. Pardon my language, folks. Why won't the Democrats call out communism again? Because they're communists. How hard is this to figure out? How hard is it to call out communism? It's like calling out like Count Dracula in a horror movie. Yeah, he's really bad sucking blood from people's necks without their permission. That sounds kind of awful. Like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not too bad. Like, you can't figure that out watching the movie? Watching, you know, Freddy Krueger? You're like, Freddy? Yeah, I don't know. Freddy, the whole knives on the hands thing? We're maybe aging ourselves a little bit. Younger kids, like, I don't remember Freddy Krueger. Yeah, they, they probably saw those, uh, the, the movies with the, like, the ring and all that other stuff. But there was uh, horror movies before that. And, you know, there was a good guy and a bad guy. Freddy was the bad guy. You should be able to call out Freddy Krueger, you know? And, like, communism is the Freddy Krueger of our time. And if you can't call out the knife-on-the-hands Freddy Krueger guy with the weird sweater and the hat, you probably got some issues, bro. 
I, I can't believe what's going on. Yes, we have a lot of problems in the United States I'm going to get to. We got election stuff coming up. The five alarm fire for freedom right here. But what's going on in Cuba is a bigger issue because it's not just about Cuba. It's about clearly the ideological divide in the United States where you have one side now that supports a murderous totalitarian system that will take the entire world down. And Cuba is just one symptom of that and their response to it. Then you have another side, us, legitimate freedom fighters for freedom and liberty who are being marginalized. What happened? Why am I so bitter this morning? I woke up this morning and uh, producer Jim from the radio show sent me this. He's like, look at this. This is Black Lives Matter, their official Twitter account. This is their response to the freedom fighters in Cuba fighting for liberty and freedom right now. Listen, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but I'm going to go through some highlights of this. This is Black Lives Matter, a communist terror group, communist terror group. Listen clearly. Black Lives Matter, if you support them, you are a racist. You are a communist and you support terrorism, period. It's not open for debate. It's not open for debate. So Black Lives Matter put out this statement. You would think condemning the communists in Cuba for beating people, stealing little girls off the street, torturing them, uh, political prisoners. No, no, that's not what Black Lives Matter is condemning. As you can see from the first part of their statement, they condemn the U.S. federal government. That's the U.S. government taking people into Cuban political prisons prisons and torturing them? Are you confused? Of course they're not confused. They are freaking communist losers, this group. There's some more in here. They t- This is a Black Lives Matter. They're, again, they're condemning the U.S. government for the Cuban communists. U.S. government, ironically, run by Joe Biden, who just loves them. Then they talk about the United States embargo forcing, quote, pain and suffering on the people of Cuba by cutting off food, Medicine and supplies. Uh, they just made that up because they're too stupid to figure it out. Should be called imbeciles lives matter because that's what they are. I'll get to that in a second. Then they talk about Cuba's strong medical care. Really? You mean the medical care where they send their doctors uh, overseas outside of Cuba? They hold the doctor's family hostage and then they get hard currency for the doctor's services, which they don't give to the people of Cuba. You mean that medical care while people die in in, in fifth rate hospitals because they don't even have syringes? You mean that place? This ridiculous statement goes on. Let's go to part two of this. They talk about how, again, the people of Cuba are being punished by Cuba. No, 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 by the U.S. government. This is Black Lives Matter. Disgusting filth group. United States leaders have tried to crush this revolution for decades. Again, blaming it on the United States. They then talk. I mean, you want to talk about a tragedy right here, how stupid these morons are. Black lives matter. Cuba has historically demonstrated solidarity with oppressed people of African descent. Are you this stupid? Are you really this dumb? I'm asking a serious question to the terrorists of Black Lives Matter, because that's what you are. Are you really this stupid? Cuba is showing solidarity with the oppressed. They're beating the... uh, I want to say this so bad, but I don't want to... I need the Queens guy to come out a little bit sometimes. I... I know it's not appropriate, the language, but gosh, I grew up in, in Queens, New York, and cursing was a way of life, however awful it was. 
I know it doesn't reflect well. I get it. I'm not defending it. But there are times I just want to talk like I normally talk growing up. They are the ones oppressing people, the Cuban government. Does this terror group, Black Lives Matter, not realize that? They are so full of it. It is, I can't believe people are falling for this. Black Lives Matter is a terror group that supports political prisoners. If you support them, don't approach me, don't come near me, don't try to debate me. You are a terrorist, you are a racist, and you are a communist too. That's I'm not debating you. That's a fact. This is their statement. If you support this, you are a moron and a terrorist too. Because that's what the Cuban government is, and that's who they support. So BLM makes a whole bunch of BS up in this thing. The U.S. government's at fault. They're stopping food and medicine from going in there. Folks, see if you're just making this up, please. Let's go to this Wall Street Journal article. I've had to cite this over a couple days because liberals lie. These people have zero dignity, folks. None. Zero dignity. They are liars. They lie to you all the time. Here's a woman who actually knows about the region. She's been covering it her entire adult life. An actual journalist, Mary Anastasio Grady. She writes for the Wall Street Journal. She's been covering South America, Central America, and Cuba, Spanish-speaking countries in the Southern Hemisphere, only for her entire career. Here's the article behind Cuba's COVID uprising. She brings up this BS point that the United States is somehow keeping food and medicine out of Cuba. A BS point, the terrorists, terrorists, that's right, terrorists of BLM, Marxist racist thugs have brought up yet again. Did I not tell you on what, Monday's show, guys? You remember that? Watch what I said. Watch what the left will say now. They'll say, oh, it's the embargo that did this, not the murderous tyrant Cuban regime. Well, it's interesting because there's not an embargo in Venezuela and Venezuela practiced socialism too and bankrupted their country too. And food and medicine are exempt from the embargo. As you can see from one of the first paragraphs in Mary Anastasio Grady's piece. These are just leftist lies. They're just making this up, folks. Food and medicine are not included in the embargo. Second, on their wonderful medical system. From the Mary Anastasio Grady piece. piece. The medical system, liberals and BLM terrorists love to celebrate. The medical missions where they send these doctors around the world, folks, are a money-making operation. You don't know this, you BLM terrorists? Countries pay Havana for the workers in dollars or euros. And Cuba only gives a fraction of that income to the in-country Cubans. The rest, the regime pockets. You didn't know that? I understand. You're really not that smart. Of course, BLM is not the only communist terror group out there. With regard to communists, I could tell you who else are communists at a minimum communist sympathizers. The media and politicians, too. Why won't they speak out against communism? Because they are communists. What part of this is not getting through to the left, to the persuadable left? They are communists. You doubt me? Hat tip Tom Tom Elliott at Grabian for this great supercut. This is just a portion of it. It's like three minutes long, the entire thing. This is when Castro, this pig of a human being, 
who should rot in Hades, and I would take a leak on his grave if it was in front of me. Fidel Castro, a pig. I'm glad he's dead. Well, again, I made the mistake on the radio. So he's looking down on his Bernie Sanders. He ain't looking down at anything. He's only looking up from the as the flames of Hades tickle his disgusting feet. Here's the media, a little montage when Fidel Castro died. A media people, yeah, kissing his ass. Check this out. By then a declared socialist, he dramatically improved health care and literacy. Many saw positives, education and health care for all, racial integration. You see the medicine system they are very proud of. You see athletes and think of how many Cuban athletes have enriched the sports in this country. And uh, I'm quite certain that they're not celebrating his death uh, in Cuba. And he brought health care and he got rid of Batista and he make literacy a part of the Cuban government. Even Castro's critics praised his advances in health care and in education. And he was the original revolutionary. He was the man the people called the great revolutionary. No, no, nobody calls him that. Only you media communists call him that. He's not the great revolutionary. He's a pig. You hear me? A pig. And his family are pigs too. There were, you know what? Pigs are actually pretty cool animals. They were a disgrace to pigs. Pigs look down on this loser. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm again, I'm, the tone bothers you today. I totally understand. Maybe the, today's show is not for you. I'm tired of it. We are seeing the same. This is what I'm going to cover on my Fox show this weekend, too. You probably don't want to miss it on my monologue. We are going down the exact same path. These Cuban pigs, these Castro-type communist pigs took to suppress and destroy the lives of the great people of Cuba. And it's disgusting that we can't speak with one voice of moral clarity on this in this country that used to love freedom and liberty. That was the media, of course, celebrating Castro, the great revolutionary. Great revolutionary, my ass. It's not the great revolutionary. He was a loser and a tyrant and a thug and a degenerate. Politicians are communists, too, out there. You can't say that. Again, we can say whatever we want, and we will. Here's Obama talking about how Castro and the Castro acolytes, yeah, they should be able to question the United States. Because after all, you know, they're on, a, they're on the right moral arc of history. I mean, they are communists. Check this out. I actually welcome President Castro uh, commenting on uh, some of the areas where he feels the work falling short. In his view, making sure that everybody's getting a decent education or health care, uh, has basic uh, security in old age, that those things are human rights as well. Uh, I personally would not disagree with it. You believe this? Obama, remember at the time, welcoming a Cuban inquiry into the justice system and the processes and procedures in the United States. You believe this guy? This is real. That really happened. Folks, the situation gets worse. Here's another disgusting outlet, Reuters. Reuters is worried about the COVID-19 spike at the protests in Cuba. They are. They're worried about that because if I remember correctly, Reuters was the same outlet that excused the BLM terrorist Marxist thugs who burned down American cities, who, who excused their rallies during the summer while they committed crimes and burned American cities down, saying, oh, no, the cause was bigger than COVID. 
and the cause of Cuban freedom and liberty in the face of communism isn't? Of course not. You need some... Uh, you need some examples? Here's Reuters when it came to the BLM rallies. Notice how many times they mentioned the spread of COVID here, because it's exactly zero. Here's headline one from Paris to Sydney. Thousands worldwide took to the streets to show their support for BLM. Here's another one, Reuters. Thousands joined Black Lives Matter protests outside the U.S. Embassy in London. Where's the COVID in there? Okay, we don't see it. Next, I'm sure it's in the next one. Reuters, thousands gather for Black Lives Matter protests across Australia. COVID, I don't see it. Maybe definitely in the next one. Uh, Reuters, thousands marched through central London, starting in Hyde Park before winding their way to Parliament Square in solidarity with BLM. Did I miss that, guys? You see that anywhere? Anyone on the show want to course correct? Right, You didn't see it, right? Nothing about COVID nah. in there? You're yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't, uh, didn't think so. Reuters needs to defend communism. So, of course, they need to throw a monkey wrench in the protest by saying, oh, you could get COVID. But when it comes to... Again, defending actual people marching for communism in the United States, like BLM. They're like, no, don't worry about the, uh, the COVID. BLM wants communism and tyranny here, and we're on that side. You need some more examples of politician cowards after Obama and others? Here's Amy Klobuchar yesterday. She's up on Capitol Hill, and she's talking about the freedom fighters. Is she talking about the Cubans and the street fighting for freedom and liberty? Check this out. Uh, we, we stand here uh, with these... Uh, people of courage uh, with uh, freedom fighters uh, who came to Washington, D.C. to seek salvation. No, she's not talking about Cuba, folks. She's talking about the losers from Texas, the Texas Democrat zeros who fled like cowards and chumps on private planes to flee the state of Texas because they were afraid they can't cheat in the next election. That's who she's talking about, freedom fighters. That's hilarious, freedom fighters. I mean, like... If you can't laugh at that, you have no sense of humor. Freedom fighters, private plane flying losers like that guy Talarico who was on with Pete Hegseth, that lawmaker from Texas, who when given the opportunity to defend um, uh, his, his racism, claiming black voters don't know how to get IDs, couldn't do it and tried to make it, about, make it about Donald Trump. And they were proud of him, too. You'd say, well, clearly the Joe Biden White House would speak out against communism, mention it by name. That's what's happening in Cuba. That's what people are marching against. It's clear as day. They're screaming liberty in the street. They're not screaming COVID. Well, Jen Psaki was given the chance yesterday at the lectern, was asked a question by Peter Ducey, and was given the opportunity to directly confront communism and speak with the moral clarity this country and people around the world deserve, speaking out against tyranny, torture, political imprisonment, and communism. And what did she do? Check it out. Do you think that people are leaving Cuba because they don't like communism? I think we've been pretty clear that we think people are leaving Cuba or not leaving Cuba or protesting in the streets all as well because uh, they are opposed to the oppression, to the mismanagement of the government in the country. And we certainly support their right to protest. We support uh, their efforts to speak out against their treatment in Cuba. They're marching against mismanagement. Like this is an ice cream stand that... Uh, didn't order enough good humor bars for the day. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's about. Mismanagement. That's right. You hear them in the street. They're not screaming Libertad. They're screaming mismanagement. Down with mismanagement. That, that's it, Jen, Jen Saki. Peppermint Patty up there. Yeah, she's really got that together. And then I, I love the last part of that, where she says, and we respect their right to protest. Are you stupid? They don't have the right to protest, you dunce. It's a communist country. Did you miss that? Did you not go to like seventh grade social studies class? 
I'm not talking about the new seventh grade social studies where we study how to hate each other and about the white oppressor. I mean, when we actually did school and we taught things like communism's really bad. Did she miss there's no right to protest in communism? Sad that we have to go to people like Pitbull, of all, Pitbull, who I, I like Pitbull a lot. I really do. I shouldn't say of all. He's actually a very talented performer, super talented. I don't want to ruin the guy's career by saying that. I think the guy's fantastic, and I think he's pretty pissed off too. He's Cuban. And Pitbull provides more moral clarity than the media, Obama, Jen Psaki, the Biden administration, and BLM combined. Here's Pitbull. We had to bleep some of this out. Who happens to be Cuban. Again, speaking with more courage and moral clarity than all of these idiots combined on what's going on with Cuba. Check this out. This is a message to the world. We need to stand up, step up. But if you don't understand what's going on, then you need to wake the f*** up. Not only is this a Cuba event, a Cuba thing, this is a world event. This isn't about politics. This is about saving lives. This is about unity, not division. And bottom line, this is about taking action. Let me tell you something, why I'm frustrated and, and when I see everybody out there and doing what they're doing, which I love what they're doing, okay? Because not only do we live for freedom, we ride for freedom, we die for freedom, but we mother appreciate freedom. And it, it gets me hot, it bothers me, and it frustrates me to a certain extent being a Cuban-American and having a platform to speak to the world and not being able to help my own people. Not being able to get them food, not being able to get them water, not being able to get them medicine. But most of all, not being able to help and really get them what they deserve, which is freedom. Yeah, amen, brother. You're doing right, man. We need more of that, less of these media joker, communist sympathizers. Speaking of that, on my Fox show this weekend, Unfiltered, you know, it's on 10 p.m. Saturday night. Please check it out. We really appreciate it. Your support's meant the world to me. I've got Jorge Masvidal on. Uh, he's a UFC fighter, but he's also a Cuban-American whose father knows the horrors of communist Cuba very well. He speaks with a passion about it. He's a real fighter, real tough guy. It's one of the few times I'm having a fighter and we're not talking about fighting. Maybe we'll bring up some stuff at the end, but it's important. Don't miss the show. All right, let me get to this. And then uh, next, Freedom's Five Alarm Fires going on right now, folks. There's a tweet by Jack Posobiec I saw last night which should really, really toast your muffins. Bake your bagels. Big time. Hey, why use Startmail? Well, Startmail keeps emails private, period. Startmail doesn't read your emails. It's backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. Listen, this, is, this was not even an intentional segue. I'm going to talk about next the efforts by people in the government to look at what you're putting out there, whether it's public stuff like social media, texts, private stuff. There's no question this is going on at this point. The only question is what degree. We had the Tucker Carlson NSA thing. If there was ever a time to secure your email using start mail, it's now. It's now. You get unlimited anonymous aliases to protect your main email address from spam and phishing attacks. When you delete an email in start mail, it's gone. Like gone forever. Startmail uses their own servers, not big techs. Switch to Startmail today. Don't wait. It's a fast and seamless process. You can transfer all your current email data. There's no starting from scratch. Your cybersecurity's never been more at risk. Again, this wasn't even intentional. This is just the day they had a spot. Perfect timing. 
Email snoops and scammers have skyrocketed in the last year. Take control of your privacy today with StartMail before it's too late. Secure your email privacy today with StartMail. Sign up today and you'll get 50% off your first year. 50%. Go to startmail.com slash Bongino. That's startmail with a T. Startmail.com slash Bongino for 50% off your first year. Go today. This is super important. Startmail.com slash Bongino. Go today. Thanks, Startmail. Again, perfect timing, although entirely unintentional. Folks, there's a five-alarm fire going on right now for freedom. This Civil War rhetoric the Democrats keep using, this is the worst time since the Civil War in the United States is extremely dangerous. I played the cut yesterday, in case you doubt me, of Joe Biden saying exactly that. Folks, this rhetoric is not by mistake. They are trying to condition Americans to believe that the 40 to 50% of the country that identifies as either Republican or voted for Trump Republican, libertarian, 40, 50%, maybe more, that those people are, in fact, enemies of the state. Dan, you can't say that. I didn't say it. Joe Biden did. Declaring that Trump supporters are somehow, you know, Confederates looking to destroy the country, creating the worst conditions from since the Civil War. That's what they're saying, not us. Are we supposed to ignore it? Now, of course, we'll have the New York Times and the slimy sleazeball D-bags at the Washington Post saying, oh my gosh, there's a conspiracy there. They're igniting an insurrection. We're not igniting anything, you losers. We're simply quoting Joe Biden and the Democrats themselves calling us insurrectionists, worst conditions since the Civil War. This is their language, theirs, not ours. Do you understand that? Or are you too dense to figure it out? I know it bothers you that you are on the wrong side of the fight for civil liberties. You left this New York Times, Washington Post people. I understand that bothers you. It's tough to identify as a tyrant because that's what you are. So what do tyrants always do? They blame what they're doing on you. Oh my gosh, Bongino and Levin, they're inviting chaos. It's a conspiracy theory that they're being painted as insurrections. Wait, did you miss it? Why are they doing this? Here's a tweet I saw by Jack Posobiec. Posobiec put this out, obviously, in his blue checkmark Twitter account. He says, quote, and if, again, folks, if this doesn't frighten you, I don't know what will. The media, of course, doesn't care. They love this stuff. They say, he says, the Biden administration is now planning to release a list of conservative social media influencers that were followed by January 6th defendants that questioned the integrity of the 2020 election. The list also includes members of Congress per a White House official. Folks, we are at five alarm fire status. This administration is clearly now targeting you as an enemy of the state, declaring it's the worst condition since the Civil War. People are insurrectionists. Their language, folks, not ours. Now they're looking to accumulate another list, a list of social media influencers. I assure you I will be on that list with others. The fact that people follow, the fact that we fight for freedom and liberty here and election integrity really bothers the left. They hate that because they hate freedom and liberty. They're communists and they want to steal elections. That's what they do. So they want a list of dangerous enemies of the state. I assure you, I'll be on. It's not the first list I've been on. Oh, what are you talking about, Dan? Uh, Judicial Watch. Remember this story from September of 2020? The State Department records that had uh, from the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine showed they were monitoring me, Hannity, Donald Trump Jr., Rudy Giuliani. 
Again, go down to this Judicial Watch piece. It's not the first time I've been on a list. You see my name right there on the list. Dan Bongino with the others. It's not the first time. It's not the last time I'm sure I'll be on a list. Now, in case you think it's not a five-alarm fire, that now the government's not watching you, not declaring it's the worst condition since the Civil War, not declaring Trump voters and Republicans insurrectionists. No, there's nothing to worry about here. The Biden administration wants to put together a list of social media influencers. Here's a former assistant director of the FBI who says on MSNBC that the FBI and others should start investigating members of Congress. Remember Frank Fugazi, clown this, I mean, this is the 8-8 uh, guy. You've seen the video here four or five times where he humiliates himself, saying that the White House on 8-8 uh, had lowered the flag to half staff because it was a sign of, to say Hal Hitler. Yeah, that was him. That was Fugazi. This guy was an assistant director of the FBI, um, which really questions for me the FBI hiring process right now. Maybe they should reconsider that whole thing, being that Fugazi not only got in, but Fugazi got promoted to Here's this loser Fugazi a few weeks ago on MSNBC again, suggesting that it's not good enough to compile lists, start reading texts and all that other stuff. We have to start investigating members of Congress, too. Check this out. Look, Chris Ray testified publicly on the Hill that what happened on January 6th is domestic terrorism. What have we learned from our experience with international terrorism? In order to address that problem, arresting low-level operatives is merely a speed bump, not a roadblock. In order to really tackle terrorism, and this time domestically, you've got to attack and dismantle the, the, the command and control element of a terrorist group. And unfortunately, and I know this is painful to hear, that may mean people sitting in Congress right now, people in and around the former president. Mm -hmm. That's how you do this. Otherwise, recruitment, inciting, and, and uh, cult-like leadership continues to recruit people to violence. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy was a former assistant director of the FBI. This mental midget was a high-level supervisor in the Federal Bureau of Investigation talking about investigating members of Congress for political differences. You still think we're not in trouble? So what have we covered so far? According to Posobiec, the White House is preparing a list of social media influencers. They'll be declared insurrectionists soon. I'll be on that list. I've been on lists before, by the way. No problem at all. I'm used to it. I mean, it's a big problem, but no, I'm, I'm used to, believe me, I'm used to being on these lists. I'm sure we're being monitored again right now. You have former assistant directors of the FBI calling for investigations of members of Congress. You had the Biden administration the other day saying that they're reading people's texts, by the way, reading and the texts would go out publicly just to be clear. So we're not venturing in the conspiracy theory realm. What they're doing is they're signing up for Republican lists where we send out texts. They're reading the text, but it's what they're doing next. Their denials of what they're doing are hilarious because it makes the situation worse. Here, Washington Examiner. Check this out. The article will be in the show notes today. It says, no, Biden isn't secretly policing your texts, but the author of this piece needs to really read Christian Daytalk. Bro, seriously, rethink your headline. No, Biden isn't secretly policing your texts, but both parties have been reading some for years. Daytalk blows this article so badly. I, I like the examiner a lot. It was, I don't even know how to describe how poorly this article is written. They are policing your text. He admits it later in the piece. Here, quote, 
A DNC official told Politico that they didn't do a great job and they fueled a lot of embellishment and speculation about the new initiative where the Biden administration wants to read the text from the political opposition. The new process sees communications officials take the mix. The new process sees communications officials take the misleading bulk text about vaccines flagged by volunteers and then forwards them to SMS aggregator companies such as Twilio or Bandwidth who will work with a mass texting client or have companies who work with mass texting clients, the official said. Let me translate that mumbo jumbo because they talk clearly 1,000% misses the ball here. He just described the Biden administration and the DNC policing texts. What are they doing? Folks, I used to be with Parler. What happened with Parler was exactly this. One of the first companies to get rid of us was Twilio. Twilio is a mass aggregator, text aggregator, does things like that. The Biden administration and the DNC reading texts from Trump groups, reading. Now, once they go out in public, anyone can, anyone can sign up for a text list. Okay, we're not going to get into weirdo stuff. They are reading them. That's not the problem. The policing part comes when DNC officials and political officials in the government do the public-private symbiote, then go to a private company like Twilio and go, hey, it'd be a real shame if you let this text stand, this text from this Trump group about the vaccine. You let this stand, you know, there may be government action later. Wink and a nod, you get it? The examiner typically does good work. This article's garbage. You don't have a problem with that? Government officials and people affiliated with the party in power going to a private company, Twilio or Bandwidth, and hinting or implying you darn well better take some of those texts down, that's misinformation. You don't, you don't have an issue with that? That's not policing texts? What is that exactly? Can you explain to me what that is? When government officials work with private parties because government officials can't ban speech themselves to get private parties to do it for them? Can you explain what that is again? again? That's the, by the way, that's their apology. But I have down a minute. That's the worst denial ever. Page two. Let me take a break for my third sponsor because I'm, I'm, I'm candidly, I'm a little wired up today. I had a lot of coffee. I'm very upset about what's happening. You can't be down here in South Florida and talk to your neighbors who are everywhere, who are Cuban or have friends or relatives who are Cuban, and not be extremely bitter about what's going on right now. Gosh, there was ever a time in American history to speak with moral clarity. It's now. Hey, chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselves. Joe's favorite sponsor right now, Rock Auto. RockAuto.com. Their prices are the same for everyone. They're reliably low. Yep. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, you know, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone. There's no membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything. Engine control modules, carpets, brakes, tail lamps, whatever you need. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, everything you need in a few easy clicks comes directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. 
Just do us one favor. There is a how did you hear about us box. You'll see it. Just type Bongino in there so they know we sent you. We appreciate it. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Rock Auto. Folks, it's been a huge break. The dam is fracturing on the 2020 Democrat election narrative. The 2020 Democrat election narrative, just to be clear, is this. Nothing to see here, folks. Everybody move on. No worries. It was all spick and span, squeaky clean. No worries at all. Bald Mr. Clean guy. No problem. Well, now all of a sudden, mainstream media, let's even Fox and Tucker Carlson are picking up on the story we've been covering for a long time and many others. The dam is now broken on what's going on in Georgia. Brian Kemp, the governor, is going to have a lot to answer for here. Tucker Carlson last night did a roughly nine-minute segment on the what I believe to be election malfeasance in the state of Georgia. I'm going to go into three takeaways from Georgia, three issues we need to focus on like a laser. No distractions here, okay? I'm sorry. I don't want to hear about Krakens or anything else. I want to stay focused and get to the problem. We need to stay focused here. It is super important. Here's Tucker last night jumping in to the Georgia 2020 election debate. Check this out. Why are we okay with any of this? Well, we're okay with it because we've been told we have to be okay with it. We're undermining democracy if we ask questions about what happened during the 2020 election. And of course, that's a perfect inversion of the truth. Without answers to legitimate questions like the ones we just posed, and those are legitimate questions, democracy dies. People begin to understand that the system they've been told is on the level is in fact rigged. And when they believe that, Three issues. Stay focused like a laser. Three issues. Tucker's right. Do not fall into this trap. We're subverting democracy. They're subverting democracy. It is, as he stated, a perfect inversion of the argument we should be making. There is clear evidence something went wrong in Georgia in the 2020 election. Subverting democracy is pretending none of that happened, not the other way around. If they had declared Donald Trump the victor in Georgia, believe me, this would be on the front page of every single newspaper. Three issues. Let's get to issue number one. We discussed this last week. We'll bring it up again. Article in the Federalist by Margot Cleveland. It's in last week's newsletter. If you're not on my newsletter, you're missing some of this stuff. Go there. Bongino.com slash newsletter. It's important. New evidence indicates there are enough illegal votes in Georgia to tip the 2020 results. It's Margot Cleveland, folks. She's not some nutbag. Okay. There's a very smart legal mind who writes for a great outlet, The Federalist. She said this in the piece, for those of you who missed it last week, that in Georgia there was an audit and statewide recount confirming Biden's victory, but ignored in the process was evidence that nearly 35,000 Georgians had potentially voted illegally. Under Georgia law, you have to vote in the county where you reside unless you change your residence within 30 days of the election. If people vote in a county in which they no longer reside, their vote in that county would be illegal. Folks, Joe Biden, air quotes, won Georgia by 12,000 votes. Why do we put the air quotes in there? Because if 35,000 votes were illegal, you think the media would want answers on this. It's quite possible he did not win Georgia. 
We know that yet? No, we'd have to see where those votes were, how it impacted the election. Is anyone in the media doing that homework? No, they're ignoring it, calling us insurrectionists and the worst problem since the Civil War. Issue number one, county voting. Did people vote illegally outside their county? We need to stay focused here. Number two, even the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Folks, trust me, this is no cornucopia of conservative values. This is a left-leaning newspaper. Even they're acknowledging now, the video we played yesterday on my show, and Tucker played it last night as well, of double counting of ballots. You can see it. It's the same ballot counting twice. It's the same markings. Even the AJC, which is left-leaning, is acknowledging, headline, some ballots initially double counted in Fulton before the recount. This will be in my newsletter today as well. I want to be crystal clear. Again, focus, focus, focus. We can't do that again. We have to stay crystal clear. County voting number one, double counting number two. Are we sure that enough votes were double counted to impact the election? We are not yet. We should not jump to any conclusions. We have to lay out the evidence carefully and do this right. We cannot get ahead of this or over our skis. We, are, we have to state what we're sure of and state it clearly. We are sure, as even the AJC is acknowledging, that some ballots were double counted. Did they wind up in the final tally? We will have to figure that out. A real media outlet like the AJC would try to get to the bottom of that. Real. Using air quotes. If you get my sarcasm. So again, focused with horse blinders on. County voting in the wrong county could flip the election in Georgia. Double counting of ballots. We know it happened. The only question is, did they wind up in the final tally? What's issue number three? Is someone ever going to explain this photo? If you're watching on Rumble, you can see the photo. You're like, what is that a photo of? It's a photo of an open door in a brick building and what appears to be an empty room inside. Folks, this was a storage facility for ballots in Fulton County. It was supposed to be secured. The door is open. No one has yet given an appropriate explanation as to how the ballot material that was in there was subjected to an open door and was not properly secured. Could there be an innocent explanation? I doubt it. Could there be an explanation? I'd love to hear it. You have one? I'm not getting out over my skis. No one else should either. I'm looking for an explanation there. Brian Kemp, Raffensperger, anyone going to speak up on that? You're going to tell us what that is? You're going to explain the county voting conundrum? You're going to explain the double counting issue? I'm waiting to hear it. Folks, the dam's breaking on Georgia. People are going to have to start to get answers to real questions real soon. Don't let them frame you in an inverted matter as an enemy of democracy when you're only asking for democracy to reflect the will of the people. All right, moving on with some good news. We haven't done one of these segments in a long time. It's time for Ron DeSantis strikes again. We have a different one of those for the radio show, but I still love it. Both of them are great. They both have a, they both have an allure to me. I love it. Nice job with that. So here's a political article, uh, Mark Caputo. A poll 
Without Trump in the race, DeSantis dominates 2024 GOP White House hopefuls. Folks, listen, I think uh, Donald Trump's going to run again in 2024. I support President Trump. We get that. But um, Ron DeSantis is clearly, uh, clearly right now the future of the GOP. There's no doubt about it. The poll is pretty clear. I mean, he annihilates the competition. Even Mike Pence finishes a distant second to him in the polls. Um, Nikki Haley, Christy Nome, all of them, um, you know, they all may bring certain strengths and weaknesses to the race if they decide to run for president, say Donald Trump doesn't run. But it's clear as day now, Ron DeSantis is the future of the GOP. Uh, and I couldn't be happier to see that. DeSantis is one of the best candidates I have seen in a very, very long time. All right. Um, I want to move on to this. this uh, you know, I, I hesitated to discuss this today during the show. Sorry, guys. I hesitated to discuss this during the show because this CRT scam is making me angrier by the day. I've got a couple stories, and there it's it's related to CRT, but it's not exclusively CRT. This is a money making scam meant to divert you from the failures of the public education system, and it's becoming obvious by the day. I'm going to get to that in a second. Let me get to my last sponsor first, and uh, if we can squeeze it in, I want to get to the inflation menace coming our way. Hey, in case you missed it, Joe Biden decided to go to Chicago to meet with Mayor Lightfoot to discuss, yeah, you heard it, gun violence. Well, do you feel safe? Years ago, I wouldn't have given civilian body armor a second thought, but those, ga- those days are sadly gone. Spartan Armor Systems is the most trusted name in concealable armor for law enforcement and private citizens. It's the only one I trust enough to recommend. I have a couple of their uh, products myself. I think they're fantastic. They use an independent NIJ certified lab to scientifically verify the ballistic performance of their American-made body armor. Whether you're looking for concealable armor to keep you safe on the street or rifle-rated body armor for emergencies, Spartan Armor Systems has the highest quality products and service, bar none. Go to SpartanArmorSystems.com. Get your 100% American-made body armor today. Right now, save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code DAN. You might not be able to trust the government to keep you safe out there, but you can trust Spartan Armor Systems. Won't fail you when you need it. SpartanArmorSystems.com. That's SpartanArmorSystems.com. Offer code Dan, SpartanArmorSystems.com. Thanks for being a part of the show. You know, why aren't people angrier about this CRT scam? Um, You may be saying, Dan, we are angry. Yeah, I know. I get that. But why aren't we angrier? It's not just that they're teaching our kids to be racist. That is is bothersome and disgusting and grotesque, Um, you know, leading to internal strife in America. I mean, if you wanted to do the bidding of our foreign enemies, this is the way you would do it by getting America to Americans to hate each other. But it's not just that they're teaching our kids to be racist. It's that the entire purpose of the educational process is to give people the basic skills they need to go and compete in life and in the job market. So not only are we not doing that, but we're wasting a bunch of time teaching kids to be racist. Jason Riley has a great piece in the Wall Street Journal. Critical race theory is a hustle. He talks about something really damning that you should always keep in your mind when you're fighting this CRT scam out there. And that's this. While they're busy teaching your kids to hate one another, folks, a majority of American fourth and eighth graders can't read or do math at grade level. According to the education department. And that assessment's from 2019, before the learning losses from the pandemic school closures. Whenever someone asks me, this is Riley, about critical race theory, that statistic comes to mind. What's the priority, teaching math and reading 
or turning elementary schools into social justice boot camps. Boot camp. You know, when I was a kid, I bring this up often. We didn't have a lot of money. It's not a poverty story or a sob story. I don't, I'm not a snowflake. It's just a true story. We didn't have a lot of money. The public school around us was PS 68 in Queens. The school was not very good. Matter of fact, it was terrible. And although we didn't have a lot of money, my mom said, well, you're going to go to St. Pancras. It was a local Catholic school, now closed. I'm telling you, I'm only here with the ability to speak and do math and went on to business school later because of that school. You understand large swaths of America in inner cities and around the country will never have that opportunity because they're being forced into public schools that don't give a damn about your kids' ability to read, write, do arithmetic, any of it, but they care a whole lot about teaching them to hate one another. Do you have any idea how many lives are going to be destroyed or going to be wiped out by activists in schools disguising themselves as school teachers? And listen, I've said it a lot, and I'll say it again. It's not a virtue signal. It's a fact. Teachers changed my life. Good ones. I could name names, but the ones that are still alive, liberals will probably burn their houses down, so I won't. Teachers changed my life. But to the teachers out there now, and sadly, there are a lot of them, I close to all, a lot of great teachers too, but there are a lot of them out there who are going out on TikTok and Snapchat and Twitter and whatever, proclaiming the benefits of full-time CRT training in schools. I'm sorry, but you're a disgrace to the country right now. You are destroying lives. There's an opportunity cost to that lost time. And those opportunities lost aren't yours, they're theirs. You doubt me? Look at this Fox Baltimore story. I thought I misread this headline when I first saw it. I didn't. Baltimore City Schools. 41% of high school students earn below a 1.0 GPA. I Seriously, I thought I read that wrong. Fox Baltimore story. 41%. You can't get a 1 GPA? How do you do that? You almost have to get the questions wrong on purpose. It's like the teachers are teaching you to get the question wrong. It's like they give you a math equation, you know, four plus four equals, no, no, tell them it's nine. You almost have to intentionally screw up a test to get a 1.0 GPA. I think you get like 400 points on the SAT for signing your name. How is this even possible? Well, it's possible because the teachers in this country, not the good ones, but the grotesquities who have spent their time lobbying for CRT, can't, do you have one job? Teach the kids the skills they need for life. You're not doing that. You're not doing that. You're in a noble profession and you've taken the honorable noble profession and you flushed it down the toilet and you've ruined a bunch of lives. You destroyed their lives. If you are a teacher, who has refused to teach these kids the basics, the 41% that can't even get a 1.0 GPA, if you did that and you focused on teaching them to hate one another and said, you personally ruin their lives. That's not harsh. It's true. You did it. You had one job. It's time to take the gloves off here. I'm sorry. 
Your job is to teach. And when you do it well, you can change lives like you change mine. And God bless you for it. And to the ones that do it well, you have my sincere thanks. But to the indoctrinators and the liberal lunatics and communists in the classroom, you're a disgrace to this country. You're ruining its productivity. You're ruining its potential. You're ruining its citizens. And you are personally responsible for the lives destroyed because you failed to prepare kids and do your job. Not like we have anything else to worry about either. Look at this AP story. U.S. overdose uh, overdose deaths hit a record 93,000 in the pandemic last year. Yeah, let's just keep the schools closed, folks. Not like there's anything going on, like a global pandemic or anything like that. You know, keep the schools closed. It's not... You got people depressed. You got people dying, people doing drugs. Did you miss all this? Have you ever done a risk-reward calculus ever in your entire life? Their focus are lockdowns and CRT, not overdoses, lives destroyed, 41% of Baltimore students who can't get a one GPA, none of that stuff. Folks, one more five-alarm fire we need to talk about today, and I'm sorry for the macabre nature of today's show, but we're never going to be able to fix problems if we don't highlight them. There's a five-alarm economic fire coming, too. We are looking into an inflation abyss we are not going to be able to escape from if we don't get a hold of this sooner. Why, folks? Because when you see expectations of inflation throughout the economy, the expectations themselves can become self-fulfilling. What does that mean? If you make, say, remote controls, right, what are your inputs? Your inputs are plastic, maybe these uh, silicone-type feel buttons, whatever. These come from people make this stuff. They make the plastic. They make the, whatever. This is silicone or something. I don't know what it is. People make this stuff, obviously. These are your inputs. Your output is this, this remote control for this TV over there. You combine inputs into a greater value-added output. When your inputs get really expensive plastic, the silicone pieces here, your output gets more expensive because it costs more to make this. So when you expect the plastic to keep going up in price, you keep raising your prices, which causes other people to expect prices to go up. So they raise their prices too. You expect the remote price to go up, the TV store raises the price of the TV. Expectations of inflation become a self-fulfilling prophecy, which can sink an economy like that. Just ask the Argentinians. Once one of the world's wealthiest economies were almost buried by, almost buried in record time by inflation. It's happening now, folks. And why? Because we cannot get a hold of our spending. Look at this CNS News article. It's important. Terrence Jeffrey was in yesterday's show notes. Federal taxes and spending set records through June. So I know the libs will say, we're just not raising enough money in taxes. Nonsense. We had federal records set. Tax revenue raised, and we are still $2 trillion in debt and rising this year. Federal taxes hit a record $3 trillion, while federal spending climbed to a record $5.2 trillion. Folks, the liberal argument is nonsense. They lie to you all the time. Oh, we're just not raising enough money in taxes. We just hit a record. Can you read? And we're still $2 trillion in debt. No matter what we raise in federal tax revenue, the Democrats will always pay more, pay, uh, spend more. What does this have to do with inflation? Well, it has a lot to do with inflation. Because the reason we're spending more money than we get 
is our Federal Reserve has committed to a whole bunch of fancy named ways to basically legalize counterfeiting. They're just printing money with no value behind it, quantitative easing, whatever they decide to call it. Our Federal Reserve has made easy money through low interest rates, has made it easy for the federal government to spend money it doesn't have. What's the result of the Federal Reserve printing a bunch of money? Well, you'll see from the CNBC headline, inflation, where more money in the economy chases the same amount of goods. Therefore, the same amount of goods can fetch more money. That's what inflation is. Inflation climbs higher than expected in June as price index rises 5.4%. Folks, the White House knows this is happening. They know this inflation is a deadly threat to the economy. Your salary buys less, products cost more. I can't think of a bigger witch's brew to sink this economy faster than an inflation crisis. What's the White House doing about it? Nothing. Well, Dan, they don't know. No, they do know. Look at this Politico article by Ben White. Politico, left-leaning outlet, by the way. New concern for Biden. Could Larry Summers be right about inflation? Quick story. Larry Summers, I know Larry Summers. I protected him once in the Secret Service. He is a Democrat. You hear me? He's a Democrat. He was a former Treasury Secretary. Larry Summers, a Democrat, again, has been warning the Biden administration, you're printing too much money and spending too much. There's an inflation crisis. They're not listening. Here, from the Politico piece, there's a new fear circulating inside the West Wing of the White House. Maybe Larry Summers was right. A former Treasury Secretary has been warning since February that President Biden's spending agenda is creating the risk of an inflation spike this year potentially cutting into the economic recovery from the COVID pandemic. They know they don't care. They know they don't care. Let me leave you with a little bit of good news because it's been a bit of a dour tone to the show today. As Drago Desarian, the Navy SEAL I had on the show, my radio show and my Fox show last week, came from communist, former, formerly communist Poland, came here to the United States, entered the Navy SEALs, fought for this country. He said, you know, when the chips are all down, Dan, the United States has a lot of freedom fighters. Therefore, I'm optimistic we'll fix this thing. I'm losing my optimism, but I'm still a little bit optimistic too. Don't miss the show this weekend on Fox. My monologue is going to be fire. Please, unfiltered with me, Dan Bongino, Saturday night, 10 o'clock. Don't miss it. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.